Welcome to another College Hoops Breakdown Weekend Preview. I know I pro- this this camera, man. This camera. I got a brand new Mac. It looks like I have a filter on. Lighting is this is a like the brand the newest Mac I got with some golf winning. So I'm happy to bring it out to the stream finally. But I've been waiting to do another hoops preview. The first one went well. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. It's been an awesome, awesome, super fun basketball season. I know I get shit on by Brian for um, betting on some of the most low-level games, but hey, it's whatever wins you money. I, I'm up, up at midnight sweating Cal Baptist versus Dixie State. Like that is what we live for. And we have another. We have 50, 55 days until Selection Sunday, I believe. So you got a little bit, a little bit, a little bit less than two months left. So. I'm excited to keep this keep this run going, keep winning money in college basketball, and yeah, let's get into some of the biggest games on the hoop play this uh, this weekend. First game, Creighton Xavier. It should be a fun one. I love Big East hoops. There's nothing better than Big East hoops in my opinion. Just the officiating is so good. Good by good, I mean they they let the boys play, and that's what that's what really matters in my opinion. They let the guys play, and it's physical and it's fun. All the games are. Games are the games are close. See, the ESPN th- thinks the Xavier has an 88% chance of winning this game, and I don't know if I would say 88%. This is going to be a closer game than I think 88% win percentage. Um, Xavier is off of a comeback effort versus Villanova. They actually shot quality had them winning that game about like 75% of the time or something like that. Um, uh, they almost they should have beat Nova at home, and Xavier has been very, very good at home. I think that was their first loss at home to Nova, who they've already lost to twice. But this is a great ba- ba- bounce back spot for Xavier. I actually love them in the first half against a Creighton team who hasn't played in ten days, and they're super young. They're like basically all freshmen, but with that, they have this a super high ceiling. So I like them to come out hot and get out physical by this Xavier team. And but Creighton is a team that you're gonna want to look at like down the road to pull off of an pull off an upset because their ceiling is so high, but they're just so young. And I've been saying that all year how I love their ceiling, but I don't love them in a game in like game by game situations. But they have high ceiling. They're ten and four. They're one of the most talented teams in the entire country. They're a team to keep your eye on. But I like Xavier here. I really do. Uh, I'm, I got like 12 games to talk about, so I'm going to run through them a few minutes on each game. Nothing crazy. Anything I miss, DM me or something. Talk about. All right, move on to the next game that I noted. It is Seton Hall at Marquette, another uh, Big East game. And this is going to be a good one. Seton Hall is playing their second straight road game last they just played DePaul I think yesterday or two days ago and they lost 96 to 92 something like that DePaul's a good team especially on the road DePaul needed to win that game they started off 0-2 or 0-3 in the Big East and it just Seton Hall kind of got them at a bad time but DePaul is a very solid team and there was there was more scoring than I expected to be I thought that'd be more of a defensive fest between Seton Hall and DePaul but uh, it was a lot of points. DePaul got the win, and it wasn't that much of an upset. Seton Hall is only four-and-a-half-point favorite. So back-to-back road games, like I said. Um, Marquette started 0-3 in the Big East but have won three straight. And I didn't love their roster preseason, but there are a lot of transfers and a brand-new coach, Shaka Smart. But Shaka Smart has the has them playing, and it's it's good to see because 
I like when Marquette's good. It's good for the Big East, but this is going to be a really, really close game. I'm obviously a huge Seton Hall fan, New Jersey. I like Marquette here by like one or two last possession type thing. Um, Marquette, I mean, Seton Hall should should come out to a good start. I love the way Seton Hall is going to defend them, defend them especially on the three-point line. No one has a better perimeter defense and transition defense than Seton Hall, but I preach how tough it is to close out road conference games and even though I think Seton Hall is a better team, I think they just they just a bad scheduling for them. Like at the pole on a must win spot, then at a good Marquette team who's surging. Um, I think this is going to be a super super close game, but I do like Marquette. It's a noon game. It's going to be fun to watch early in the day. All right, we'll move on to game number three, where we have SEC Tennessee at Kentucky. Let me pull this up. See what ESPN Kentucky ESPN says Kentucky by has a seventy percent chance of winning this game. See, I don't think matchup predictor is really a good thing you should be looking at because I don't think Kentucky wins this game seven. Eh, maybe, maybe seven out of ten times, but especially in the situation, Severe Wheeler has missed the last one and a half two games. He should be back for this Kentucky game, which is huge because that just gives another person to guard Kennedy Chandler. And if Kennedy Chandler gets going for for Tennessee, they could play with anyone in the whole country. And I know that sounds crazy, but they really can. He's one of the most talented freshmen in the entire country. Um, Kentucky's off a solid win on the road at a Vanderbilt team without Severe Wheeler, and he's back. So that was that was a good win versus Kentucky. I thought that was going to be going to be a little closer. Um, they are dangerous when Kennedy Chandler's in the lineup, and I mean when Kennedy Chandler's going, and when he, you don't know like what's going to happen if he's going to get going or not because he doesn't really they don't match up great with Kentucky for Kennedy Chandler with Davion Mintz or Severe Wheeler guarding him, but with that matchup and then with Oscar down low, it's going to be tough for Tennessee. I think I, can, even if Kentucky has an off shooting shooting day, they they can get damn near every offensive rebound and. I mean, the Cats are dangerous, especially with a healthy with the healthy guards. Ty Ty Washington is awesome. I will. I can't wait for Ty Ty versus Kennedy Chandler, two of the most talented freshmen in the country. It's going to be awesome. I think Kentucky edges them out. Could be could be handedly too, especially when they're, when they're getting their, their guys back. They sh- they're probably pissed after losing that game to LSU. Took it out on Vandy because. I don't have to talk about LSU luck box, but LSU is the luckiest team in the country. And that proved again to happen versus Florida. Just FYI, I have a potential bomb coming next week in the Alabama LSU game. But yeah, I think Kentucky edges them out here um, at home. Going to be some tough matchups for Tennessee, especially down low. All right. Next game on the slate that I thought was notable is Texas and Iowa State. Texas is finally starting to gel with all these transfers and Chris Beard, and they're super, super talented. I think they're still going to be without Trey Mitchell, transfer from UMass, who is awesome. But ever since Dylan Dysus came back, transfer from Vanderbilt, big man, he's coming off the bench. They've been really, really good. Um, They started off kind of – fishy with all that talent they didn't really know how to distribute it but they they've been doing well they had last game they beat Oklahoma and it was a great buy low spot off of a loss and I took advantage for them I had first half minus three and they won by 12 or something like that 
And uh, I know it's on the road, but Iowa State is built all around defense. And I don't think that's the, that's the formula that you want for a team like Texas. Maybe against a lesser scoring team, but Texas has the ability to score at will with um, these guards, Marcus Carr, Allen, and Jones. Uh, and then if Trey Mitchell's back, which I don't think he will be, but I think they're going to be, there's going to be a problem for Iowa State. And I mean, you can't, you can't say defense is nothing because teams that are built around defense, like Iowa State, like Porter Moser teams, like, um, Abilene Christian even last year in the tournament they beat Texas and obviously wow it makes sense Texas lost to a team built around defense but I don't know I just don't I don't think that these it's the defense is going to be enough for Iowa State to slow down this talented Longhorns team and I know like I said it's so tough to win on the road especially in conference but I think Texas will edge them out here I mean I would predict this game to be Iowa State minus one and a half, something like that. And if it's anything above that, I might I might buy some Texas, but we'll see when that comes because this is I think this is gonna be a close game, and I do think Texas will edge it out low. If if the line opens up, tech, Iowa State minus one and a half or two, I'm sure the public will come in on Texas because there's a name that the public likes, but we'll see. All right, I got some Big Ten action for you guys. Rutgers heads to. Maryland and these two teams are kind of heading in opposite directions you could say I don't know it's so weird because Rutgers when they play at home at the rack is basically the AP number one team they are it can beat anyone in the country and as soon as you take them out of New Jersey put them in any other arena they are IUPUI like they just can't it can't do it outside of the Iraq and it's been that way for years the rack has been one of the toughest places to play for years, and I think that trend trend continues. Maryland has been really feisty. They just came off of a gauntlet. They just played Illinois at Illinois, home versus Wisconsin, and at a good Northwestern team. They beat Northwestern, and they played the other two teams who were top 20 teams in the country really, really, really close. Um, Ever since Maryland fired Mark Turgeon, they've been a little bit better. I mean, I didn't think that was going to be the case because Danny Manning is kind of a mess, but it has been the case. And I don't really love how Rutgers matches up with them either. Rutgers is going to try to beat you off the dribble. And Maryland is a pretty stout defensive team and should be able to handle that. So I like Maryland here. Should be a close game. Two pretty similar match Big Ten teams. But I do like Maryland here. We will move into some uh, mid-major games. And I, if you know me, I love mid-major basketball. Where do we have? Here we go. Furman at Chattanooga. This game is going to be fun, and it would be a lot more fun if David John Baptiste was playing. He's ruled ineligible. I'm pretty sure he got into some legal trouble because they're not really saying why he's not playing or why he's ineligible, but he's out, and that is going to be huge for Chattanooga because they have been pretty solid recently, and then they just, just lost to West Carolina with him gone which is massive, which is bad. And Furman's that was the pre pre tournament. I mean, preseason favorite in, sorry, in this conference. So they still are the favorite, and especially now with Baptiste being out, that kind of hurts Chattanooga's chances, especially if he's out all season. Chattanooga was my pick preseason to win this conference over Furman, but 
I don't know. Furman's at home off of a bad loss. They lose one of their best players. I feel like that could – it seems like it's a good spot, but it could just be too big of a blow to recover from this talented Furman team who is who is really solid. Um, it's going to be a lot of points. I don't think any of these teams are going to stop each other. I don't really love betting totals. You know that. I only bet sides for the most part, but – I don't know. This is in like the 143 range, 144. I might take the over. I can see this being 150, 160. We'll see when the line comes out. I don't handicap totals at all, so I don't really have a gauge for that. But this might be a game where I take the over um, if it's in the 140, mid-140 range. All right, back to some Big 12. We will get into Oklahoma and TCU. This should be a fun one because I don't love Oklahoma's roster at all actually it's one of my least favorite rosters in the big 12 and when i was like deep diving it preseason i was like this roster it's basically eastern washington from last year well two players and a new coach i don't love it at all jordan goldwire is the only person on oklahoma who can score the ball like by himself and i that's i know that it's not really needed for a porter moser led team who'll just swarm you defensively and just be really really physical but I just don't love Oklahoma in the Big 12 like with that style. TCU, I also didn't like preseason with all those transfers, but they proved to like be really, really good. And Mike Miles, their starting point guard, is one of the best guards in the Big 12, if not the best. He's super, super talented and fun to watch. But I don't know. Oklahoma is turning into a true Porter merger team. Like they're swarming and it's they've been playing teams tough, but um I think this is going to be a really close game. I don't like Oklahoma's ability to keep pace with TCU. But at the same time, if TCU can struggle to score against this Oklahoma team, I'm very interested to see what this line will be. I can see Oklahoma being a small favorite based off the public name and where they think the money will come in. But I think TCU gets it done. And I mean, so does ESPN. They have 55% chance to win, it says. I can see TC, Oklahoma being a one- or two-point favorite, though, just based off the name. So we will see what happens in that game. I like TCU to get it done at home in Fort Worth. All right, we got some more Big 12 for you. Oklahoma State and Baylor. Baylor off of a, their first loss of the season to Texas Tech. And I'm sorry, Oklahoma State, but you're running into a buzzsaw. Just lost to Texas Tech as well, and with Baylor running no middle, just like Texas Tech runs no middle, you just schematically, that's not what you guys do, Oklahoma State. You guys cannot stop that. You prove to not be able to stop that at Texas Tech, and you're going to get more of it versus Baylor. Like It's crazy to think about how important Cade Cunningham was to this Oklahoma State roster because when you look at the roster from last year to this year, there's not much of a change about Cade Cunningham, and I thought they'd still be good with Avery Anderson having a breakout season, but like, they're just not like not that good. And like, let's 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 deep dive their schedule real quick. Um, like losing to Oakland, who's like I can live with that. Like Oakland's really good, but NC State beating them. This is a closer game than that. They're nothing. Like they should be able to beat them more handily. Almost lost to them. Lost to Wichita, who I'm not big on at all. Barely beat Cleveland State, who, I mean, is right the same team as Oakland, basically. I mean, just not great. Not great. And then they get in the Big 12 play. They're 1-3. Beating Texas, I feel like it was an outlier, but they just manhandled them inside. Um, Yeah, I just don't love 
this Oklahoma State team, and I thought I'd be higher on them uh, coming into the season, but it's just a bad spot for Baylor. I feel like Baylor's going to be like a 12, 13-point favorite here, and I wouldn't be afraid to lay that, especially – no, I wouldn't lay first half because Oklahoma State could come out hot. Baylor, Baylor though, should be able to outlast them and win this game by 15-plus points. So definitely I think Baylor – will win this game handedly just based on the spot and the spot plus the schematics and X's and O's of it. They just match up horribly with Oklahoma state. But if, um, what's his name is out again. Uh, Jeremy Sochan is out. That's going to be big. He was out against Texas tech and that proved to be tough defense, like on the defensive side of things, they weren't able to switch normally. So we'll see if he's playing. He's questionable. Um, I'm sorry, Oklahoma State again. You're running into a bus All right, we have another mid-major game on the slate that I think will be awesome. It's going to be the game of the year in the Ohio Valley Conference. We got Murray State at Belmont. Like, these two teams are both awesome in the OVC. One and two, one A, one B, maybe one A, one A. Murray State, super athletes. Belmont, super, super shooters. So, it can go either way. I like Belmont at home, but Murray State, if they're Murray State, if, Murray, if they want to get into a track meet, I think Murray State will win. And I don't know if I think Belmont is a Belmont is a veteran team and smart enough for that not to be the case. I know they like to run too, but a team like Murray State, I don't think they should run. I think they should keep it slow, um, out IQ them, out basketball them, shoot better than they will, and they should shoot better than Murray State will. But Murray State. If they if it turns into a track meet, Murray State will get could get it done on the road. Um, Belmont has played a better schedule, so I would lean them there for that reason. But uh, Murray State has took down Memphis already. They they they've seen length. They've seen a good team. They're not going to be intimidated. They want revenge running into OVC play. Obviously, they didn't win it last year. Moorhead won it last year, so. This is a run it back season for for Murray State, and I mean, but the same thing for Belmont. They lost in the final to uh, Moorhead, and they want blood too. And this starts with Murray State because basically Murray State is their only comp this year. Belmont's a little, I mean, Moorhead's a little down in my opinion. So we'll see how this turns out. This is going to be an awesome game to watch if you get the chance to five o'clock on ESPN Plus. I would I would definitely check this game out in the second half. All right, we'll move on to some more mid-major action. And don't complain that I'm talking about mid-major basketball. Just don't, because mid-major basketball is awesome. We got Loyola Chicago and Indiana State. This game is just the game is cool. Loyola Chicago, Loyola Chicago beat them by 12, I believe, at home over a month ago. But Loyola Chicago, look, shit, I can't talk right now. They beat them by 12. They had a, a month COVID pause, and then they had three straight emotional, emotional, emotional games. I'll show you in the schedule. So this is about a month break right here. Beat Indiana State by 12. Yes, I was right. Had that COVID pause. San Francisco, this was a game that was scheduled like a few days earlier. It was a one-point game the entire game. They edged them out. Overtime versus Bradley, they won. Overtime versus Valpo, they won. Now they head on the road to Indiana State, a team they already beat, and a team that may have the purest scorer in the entire Missouri Valley 
in Cam Henry and a team that just took that just took Northern Iowa to overtime and were up 17 points in the second half with seven players. So we're going to get Loyola Chicago being a big favorite. That's just inevitable. We're going to get them being maybe a double-digit favorite, and I hope we do. And I think this is a great spot to just buy Indiana State. Look, Loyola Chicago is a much better team. They they can outrun them. They, they have out-depth out depth them, if whatever you want to call me saying, out-depth. They have better dogs on the offensive side and the defensive side of the ball. Cam Henry can score at will. He can score them points. I don't know if Cooper Nice is back, but even if he's not, which would be awesome if he is for Indiana State, even if he's not, we're going to get Loyola being a big favorite. They're playing a team they already beat off of three straight emotional games. Indiana State just lost a game by 17 points with seven guys. So they're coming all, they're coming ready to play for sure at home. And I just like Indiana State to maybe maybe upset them. Maybe upset them. Like I wouldn't be surprised if they do upset them. I probably will take Indiana State if they if we get the right number. If it's 10 plus, I probably have no choice but to bet it. And maybe they pull the upset off. So, yep, we'll see how it goes there. I love this game is going to be really fun. We will move on to some more Missouri Valley Conference action. Back up. Back up. Back up, back up, back up. Where's my game? There we go. This is going to be a fun one. Northern Iowa at Southern Illinois. Marcus Domask, A.J. Green. If you don't know them, remember their names. They're, oh, they're right there. Two of the most fun players to watch in all of college basketball. A.J. Green didn't play last season. He played two years ago, averaged like 20 and a half points per game. Domask also didn't play last season. He got hurt early, and he's a prolific scorer too, but he's more of a, a, like a point forward type guy. A.J. Green's a point guard. Um, these two players are awesome. So fun to watch. Uh SIU just took Missouri State to the last few minutes on the road. Missouri State's a better team than them, and they don't match up great with them with Gage Prim down low. And they were given eight. I had Missouri State. I mean, I had SIU plus eight. It covered for the whole game and won. They almost, they, I, they, I had to sprinkle the money line. They almost got it done. They just couldn't get over the hump. Once they got it to like a two-point game, they couldn't They couldn't get the breakthrough. But – and, and Northern Iowa just beat Missouri State at Missouri State because they can just have those games where A.J. Green just goes crazy and scores. But in this spot, I I like Southern Illinois. But it's, just, it's crazy. Northern Iowa beat Missouri State on the road. Southern Illinois almost beat Missouri State on the road. And then Northern Iowa almost lost to Indiana State, with, who had seven guys. So Southern Illinois is back at home. I know this is a lot. Southern Illinois is back at home. I like them to win this game. They're probably going to be favored by two and a half, something like that. I like Southern Illinois at home. They're probably going to be favored by two and a half. I don't know. It's Friday afternoon. Nothing's come out yet for spreads. I'm going to guess two and a half, maybe even less. Two, two and a half. I think they cover that number, and it's going to be a fun game. Let's go Southern Illinois. I love why I love these two teams. Southern Illinois was one of my favorite teams to bet on last year. They got no respect from the books and they made us a lot of money. So 
Let's go Southern Illinois. I think they can win this game and just keep. I'm gonna look at these actually standings for the uh, Missouri Valley real quick. Cause where can I look at the standings? Oh, here we go. Dude, this conference is awesome. Because okay, Loyola Chicago is the best team for sure, for sure. The second best team, Missouri State. It should be Drake because they just returned everyone and they just aren't doing good right now. And I don't really know why, but it should be Drake. So Loyola Chicago, Chicago, Missouri State, Drake. Then I would go probably SIU, Northern Iowa, but they're like interchangeable. And then Bradley can beat anyone because they're like the biggest team in the country. They're fucking huge. Um, Indiana State. That's probably that's probably I probably cut in half there. And maybe you can throw Valpo in there. Valpo with Kobe King, Wisconsin transfer. He's a stud and he makes them win games. And then I'd probably I mean this conference is so deep. Man, anyone could be anyone. Evansville's probably the worst team, but they are competitive too. I love me some MVC basketball. God damn it, I love it. All right. Final game that I'll talk about. Oregon heads to USC. Oregon may have just saved their season, beating UCLA on the road. And which which did surprise me. Yes, it did. But preseason, it wouldn't have surprised me. I loved Oregon's roster heading into the season. Gorgeous roster. It looked like so athletic, so deep. Dana Altman's amazing. Like it looked awesome. It looked for another another great year for Oregon. But they've done nothing but disappoint. Even though they're, they're ten and six, yeah. But they've done nothing but disappoint. They played teams they should have crushed super close, and just lost the teams they should have beat. And then USC, on the other hand, I hated their roster preseason, but they started they started fourteen and thirteen and zero or something like that. But when you look at their schedule, they didn't play anyone, and they got public love, ranked number five in the country. But I still don't love their roster. They lost to Stanford. They almost lost to Oregon State last night. And they just beat the teams they should be beating. And now they head. This might be the toughest game of the season, honestly. Home versus Oregon, who's talented, super confident. And maybe you think, oh, my God, this is such a letdown spot after they beat uh, Oregon, just beat UCLA. They're not going to win two games on the road versus top five teams. Don't be surprised if they do. Because I was high on this Oregon team preseason. And they just proved what they can be last season. Um, Oregon is a super high rim rate offense, and I love that against Chavez Goodwin, a USC big man, and I just think he's soft. I'm sorry if you're listening. If you're listening to this, Chavez Goodwin, you're soft, and you need to get more physical because you're talented. And But USC's defense is so mobile that they're going to give Oregon fits. This is going to be a close game. I, I, I mean, I'm not going to say Oregon's going to win, but – I, I wouldn't be surprised if Oregon pulls another upset. So, yep, that's all the games I've talked about. Any other questions, feel free to DM me if you want to hop on the package for this week. And DM me. We're going to win money. We had a bad Saturday last week, but we rebounded awesome this week. We're up four, four winning days in five days. So let's keep that up. It's been a fun year. DM me with any questions. DM me if you want to hop on. Peace out. Let's have a weekend.